I recently uh, joined a, a gym. I switched over from one gym to the other. Super excited about what this gym has to offer. It has a lot of things. I know a lot of people belong to this gym, but honestly, I would not be disappointed if no one else joins the gym after I joined it. I don't know if you get have this feel it. I join because of all the things that it offers, but I want to be able to take advantage of all the things it offers, and I don't want so many people to join the gym that I just can't get on the machines that I want to use. I don't want it to be too crowded where I can't really enjoy myself. So I want it to be small enough where I can enjoy it, but not too big enough where it's inconvenient. Sometimes I wonder if we look at heaven the same way. I mean, everyone in here, I hope to God, you want to get to heaven and maybe you assume you're going to get to heaven, but how many of us might be disappointed when we get to heaven and everybody's there? I'm not quite sure why that's so funny, but if we get to heaven and everybody's there and some of us are going to be like, well, why did I work so hard to get here? If everybody's here, then what's the point? Or how would you feel if you get to heaven and there are not a whole lot of people there? Would you get excited? I worked hard. I made it. Or would you start to look around and say, well, Who's here? Would you look for your family members? Would you look for your friends? Would you look for your children? Would you look for your grandchildren? Would you actually be disappointed that some people are not there that you hoped would be there and now your heart's broken because maybe you're only part of the few that are there? I'm not sure how you look at heaven. To be honest with you, I just get so busy with day-to-day life that I just forget about heaven altogether. But when I stop and think about it, it's kind of an arresting thought. What's it going to be like? Who's going to be there? Who's not going to be there? Am I going to be there? What does it take to get there? Am I doing what it takes? That brings us to today's gospel. There was a a young man who goes to Jesus in the gospel of Luke, and he asks him this question, Lord, will only a few people be saved? Will only a few people be saved? Just a little background. Maybe some of you know this. Um, Jesus uh, came, he was a Jewish person. He came to preach primarily to the Jews, but he offered salvation to everyone who would believe, which meant he went outside of God's chosen people, outside of the Israelite people. And so God is making available salvation to all peoples who would come to believe. And so here comes a Jewish person, presumably, thinking they had the inside track to heaven, thinking maybe they were highly favored more than anyone else. There's an inside group, an outside group, and he asked Jesus, will only a few people be saved? 
And Jesus honestly doesn't answer the question. He doesn't say yes. He doesn't say no. What he does say is this. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. Strive to enter through the narrow gate. The biblical image is that the road to heaven is narrow and the road to hell is wide and many people are going through it. But sometimes I find we can slip into this mindset that the road to heaven is wide and there's a lot of people getting there and the road to hell is narrow. That's actually the opposite of what Jesus challenges us to look at. Strive to enter with your life through the narrow gate. Practice discipline, self-control. Follow the Ten Commandments. Then he tells a story. He tells a story about someone who threw a banquet, someone who threw a party, someone who threw a wedding banquet and those who were invited, those who responded to the invitation went in and then the king, the master of the house went and locked the door and some just kind of avoided the invitation, some were kind of lazy, some were just took their sweet time assuming that the door was going to be open, assuming that they would get in and when they go to knock after being late, after presuming a whole lot of things, the owner of the house came and knocked, opened the door and they said, we're here. And his response was, I do not know you. I don't know you. Well, of course you know us. We were in the streets. We heard you preaching. We were in your presence. It can be likened to someone when they say, hey, do you know so-and-so? I say this all the time. I'm not really sure what it means. I really don't know him that well. I know him like that, whatever that means. I do not know you. Depart from me, you evildoers. And they stayed outside where there was wailing and grinding of teeth. Some takeaways from this. Heaven is real. Jesus acknowledges it. Hell is real. And there will be suffering and pain. There will be a separation from the Lord. Can you sense the, the disappointment that they might have felt when the door was closed or when they heard those words, depart from me, I do not know you. Heaven is real and hell is real. And thirdly, not everyone is in heaven. So it means some people are in hell. And as we sit here this morning, I don't know where you are in your life, I don't know where you are in your your spiritual discipline. I don't know where you are in your reality and awareness of your need for God. But one thing I do want us to take away from today's gospel is this. You and I need to strive eagerly and daily to stay focused on the Lord. A lot of us have spiritual ADD. We mean well, we want good things, but we get so distracted so easily. 
If we are not focused, if we don't wake up daily and strive to follow the Lord and follow his ways to serve others, to be selfless, very easily we will get distracted and we will slowly become selfish. We will slowly be so worried and so enamored by the things of this world and we will start to worship creatures rather than the creator. We will start to care more about our house, about our mortgage, about our truck, about our car, about where our kids are going to school, about what we're wearing, about what clubs we belong to, about who's in the gym and who's not in the gym, about what they're wearing, about what color their hair is today, about what tattoo I'm going to get, about... We're going to be so consumed with those things that we just forget about the Lord and we forget about salvation and we forget about eternity. And we're just late to the game. So just some principles, some things that we, we kind of know but we maybe don't keep in our life. One, a regular prayer life. Please, God, we're spending 5, 10, 20 minutes a day talking and communing with God, reading his word, getting familiar with who God is, sharing our hearts with him. Those words of Jesus, I do not know you. That sounds like words that maybe a friend would tell to another friend when they've been away from each other for a long time. Man, I just feel like we don't know each other anymore. We haven't been staying in touch with each other. We haven't been sharing what's going on with our life. Daily prayer, daily getting to know the Lord and allowing the Lord to get to know you. So when you see him at the end of your life, he recognizes you. He knows you and says, come on in. Two, regular Mass. What we believe as Catholics is that when we come to Mass, we are fed by His Word and we're fed by the Eucharist. The Eucharist gives us grace and strength to ward off temptation, to keep our eyes and minds and hearts focused on the Lord. When we're united to the Lord in the Eucharist, we try to be united to the Lord in the world. And when we're away from the Lord, well, we start to get united to all kinds of other things all kinds of other things and not him. So regular mass, regular prayer, examining our conscience. When we do allow sinful behaviors and attitudes to come into our life, to stop and repent of them, to go to confession, to practice virtue rather than vice, to have spiritual friendships. I have a lot of friends who who are starting to feel the tension between spiritual healthy friendships they have and maybe some older friendships that they used to have in their life. These old unhealthy friendships, all they do is talk about just possessions and things. Who's going where? Who's living with what? start to compare themselves. They, it's just a different conversation than they have with maybe their friends from church, maybe their sp friends from small group. And those are life-giving. Those are more substantive, more deeper conversations. It's important that we have spiritual friendships. And finally, spiritual reading. You know, what we read and what we expose our minds and our eyes to influences us. 
If we're constantly looking at TV, if we're constantly looking at Facebook, if we're constantly looking at YouTube, those images will influence our reality. I don't know a whole lot of wholesome TV shows or a whole lot of wholesome things that I expose my eyes to that talk about heaven and talk about spiritual realities and talk about serving the poor and giving alms and, and giving of ourselves. It's just very self-centered. So one, we need to work on ourselves. And two, we need to share the good news with other people. That was our responsorial psalm today, right? Go out and share the good news. Why? Because if it's true that not everyone will be in heaven, you and I should not be content with just the people that are here in church. I would want heaven to be full. And what we do here is we pray with hope that all people will be saved. But the Lord is relying on you and me to actually go out and to invite other people to come and to experience the Lord and to receive him into their hearts. There's part of being in God's family where we want God's family to be full. And so we can't be content we can't be like me who wants that gym really small so that I can just enjoy it for myself. Heaven is meant to be shared by all people. And so just challenge you, how often do you share and invite other people to mass, to a small group, to come to get to know the Lord? Maybe you don't feel secure. Maybe you, you feel inferior. Maybe you don't feel like that's your place. Well, I guarantee you the more you work on yourself, the more you work on getting to know the Lord, the more you work on your prayer life, the more you come to Mass, the more you surround yourself with spiritual relationships, the more you will be more comfortable to invite other people. Lord, will only a few people get to heaven? Jesus responds, don't worry about how many are there. You strive daily. You strive daily to follow the commandments. You strive daily to get to know the Lord. You strive daily to protect yourself against the enemies of the devil. You strive daily to be rooted and grounded in the Lord. And then invite other people to come to know him. In the end, we give ourselves to the mercy of the Lord, it would be good for us never to presume or assume anything of God. In the end, we are all beggars. Let's pray for those who do not know the Lord. Let's pray for ourselves who need to know him more intimately each day. Amen.